0: Hi, I'm Nathan Pierce. This is the first episode of Red Talks, where we have ranting engineers on DevOps. And for my first guest, a good friend of mine, Hitesh Patel. Hitesh, give a quick introduction to yourself.
1: Hi, yeah. Hitesh Patel, uh, Solution Architect for uh, Red 5 Networks.
0: Now, Hitesh, can you explain to me why next to you I can see both Tabasco and a fan? So you like it hot and
1: you like it cold. Well, this is from my lunch and I don't think any, I don't think food is food unless you put the Vasco on it. Agreed. And the fan is because I live in Texas and every now and then I got to turn it on. Uh, cause this office gets warmer than the rest of the house, but I can't do it right now cause I've got so much paper on <laughs> my desk. that if I turn the fan on, it will just fly everywhere.
0: So we're spanning the country right now. I'm coming to you from California. We've got to out there in Texas. But we're not talking about distributed communications across the continent today. We're talking about sharing stuff for free. And you're quite an advocate for doing this. And um, tell us, where do you like to share your information?
1: I, I like to share, well, if it's, if it's uh, work information, yeah. uh, it's GitHub, right? Um, that's, that's where I put pretty much everything um, along with things like F5's uh, Dev Central community and things like that. But um, really, a lot of the work, a lot of the, the things that we're working on um, are, are going to GitHub um, as we're working on them, um, you know, in the chain of releasing supportable rock solid solutions as we're working on these things. We like to throw everything we can on GitHub nowadays uh, to, to get it out to, to F5 customers and to people in the DevOps community as fast as possible.
0: So just on something you said there, this isn't an alternative strategy in any way. You're just, you're just handing out things earlier to solicit feedback and maybe help people while we go through the same support processes we've always gone through, is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, right? So the, the goal is here to, to expose um, consumers of F5 things, whatever services or whatever things you're using F5 products for, um, give you a faster access to, um, to, to things that we're working on and, and kind of bleeding edge, uh, not just code, but material of all sorts. So we've, uh, we've posted things like labs and uh, PDFs, uh, postman collections, all the stuff that we're working on is designed so that um, we can get it out on and, and get it to customers as fast as possible. And then, you know, the machine of F5, the big machine that is uh, is there and is still working every day in terms of, getting supportability wrapped around that, making that official parts of the product, uh, getting that released, um, getting all of that tested, all of that stuff still happens. We're just um, opening up the curtain a little earlier now. In fact, as early as possible, I would say, because as soon as I get done with something and I, it satisfies the Hatesh test of okay, which is varying levels of success sometimes, but that's when it goes out on GitHub and, and it gives us the ability for, um, for customers to actually participate in uh, the development process for solutions and for things that we're working on. Uh, we've had customers that have you know, done a pull request and contributed, they've given us feedback early on in the process so we can adapt uh, the solutions that we're delivering. Uh, once they come out of that big F5 machine, you know, we know that they're going to work in customer environments.
0: Can you tell me why you picked GitHub? I mean, we still do a lot of sharing of information. We have a lot of great forums and Q and A sections within Dev Central. What's um What is it that attracts you to GitHub?
1: So first, um, you know, I it, it integrates with my work process, right? So I use five different operating systems. I have laptops, desktops. I have cloud-based systems. I can use Git from anywhere, and I can use that to get stuff out quickly. Um, and, and more so it's, it's content in terms of source code or, or things that are more programmability related. Um, we still want to um, wrap um, articles and training curriculums and full-blown content around that and that's what we do on Dev Central, right? We take and we reference everything that's on GitHub but actually build rich content around that uh, on things like Dev Central with articles and training curriculums, stuff like that. Videos like this, um, podcasts, all that stuff. So it's, it's really combining the two. I think um, for me Git um, is an evolution, right? So I remember back in the day I used RCS on Unix systems and then we moved to things like CVS, which was an RCS with a network interface. And then you had things like subversion. So I've, I've gone through the iterations of uh, revision control systems but Git and GitHub in particular um, is where the community is living. Uh, it's not just GitHub, by the way. So we're doing things on Stack Overflow. We're integrating uh, with things like Markdown, read to docs. All of these things are in scope. So when we say GitHub, really, I would expand that to saying open ecosystems uh, for the DevOps community. And frankly, I use it because it's easier than everything else. I can integrate it with whatever form factor thing that I'm working on, whether it's on my laptop on a plane or whether it's a Linux host Windows. All these tools are available to me. Um, whenever I'm developing things, and I, I can get it quickly out to the people that need it.
0: So, from my own observations, I mean, you mentioned a few other places like Stack Overflow there um, as well, and and from my observations, like um, Dev Central's got a lot of you know F five customers solving things and and fixing even applications that have already been deployed then you know how can I use an eye roll that can do payload transformation to help an app work that that didn't work on deployment time but then these other communities you mentioned that's a lot of people who may not even actually heard about F5 but want to solve these same problems as well so it's is is that another good reason to kind of be out on these platforms to reach the audiences we haven't traditionally reached?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I go through these communities all the time. I participate in a lot of the forums myself. Um, just from the work that we're doing, but you know, OpenStack in particular, we're a big um, we're a big partner of OpenStack, and, and we participate very actively in the community. are um, just to give an example, right? Our development folks um, for OpenStack, our internal F5 development folks, um, use Slack, which is. You know, when I found that out, I was like, hi, I'm having trouble getting these guys on email, what's going on? And then somebody finally said like, why don't you join the Slack group, dude? And then that's that's how I communicate with them now. I don't ever send emails to our OpenStack developers. I, I talk on Slack because that's the tool they use. The, the key thing here is, I think it does it, it really, you know, I, I guess the ecosystem you use does kind of tie you to some set of tools, but the, from an F5 perspective, what we're saying is, we just want to get, our functionality and our value out to as many people as possible. And and these are the communities that we've seen um, where people are interacting. Um, I'll go on these communities all the time and see crazy solutions to some of the simplest things that we could do, right? So you have people that are sticking together like Mod Rewrite and Apache with NGINX and HAProxy and stuff like that. And I'm like, guys, we can solve this problem for you in a much simpler manner that's operationally feasible. Um, it's just that we have to be a part of that community, and that's what we're, uh, that's what we're diving headfirst into. I don't even say uh, that we're working on it. We're actively there already, and we try to pull some of those folks back to Dev Central. So when we post content, I'll link back to a Dev Central article and say, hey, here's an article. that tells you how to do this. Here's an I rule. In fact, there's a debug, HTTP debug rule on my GitHub repository. It's been there for two years. Um, that does HTTP debugging. It's an eyeball, it's an FI-specific thing, but it's on GitHub and it's it's managed through that, and, and we do updates and everything to it from that, uh, from through that mechanism, so. I
0: remember going to uh, GitHub Universe, their annual conference. I went to their first one last year, and it was really interesting the way they position themselves. They don't call it a developer community, they call it social coding. Yep. And I found that really interesting, kind of bringing that, that concept of like you know your Facebook or Instagram type thing into programming world and and to reach the the, the new influencer within within our customer base often they're not they're, they're not going to read the white paper they're not yep. going to you know follow um, maybe a webinar they're going to go and type into Stack Overflow what they think it's called and yep. find it they'll. Try and write their own version in maybe some Python, and then they're stuck with supporting that for the rest of their lives. So, yeah, I, th- I think I mean it, it, we're definitely not you know moving away from the people we used, we've we've always sold to and and helped and supported and worked with. It's a new influencer that's come into the way infrastructure provided and consumed that we have to address on top of the way we've always done things. And to me, this is like the best way to move forward on that is to be sharing things on Stack Overflow and on GitHub. I mean, I'll, I'll put my hand up and be honest that the 201 series I've been writing, most of the times I get stuck, I go straight to Stack Overflow. That's yeah. where I find out how to get that bit of JavaScript that I just hadn't done before. So, so we're even users of this service that we're sharing back to as well. So so I just think this is a really, uh, an awesome evolution of the way that we need to be working, especially when our, our traditional NetOps guy, who might, you know, typically the person who's been the big IP operator until now, is now being tasked with providing those services programmatically to their new customer which is actually the DevOps toolchain operators. So how can we do that provisioning without a person being involved? Well, actually the best way to reach a lot of these guys, because they're solving all of their problems on these communities like GitHub and Stack Overflow is that we start publishing our solutions to GitHub and Stack Overflow because they're not in the habit of going to a vendor to find out if that's possible. The fact is, it is possible with F 5s technology and all of our APIs. We just need to share that on the right platform to reach those people.
1: Yeah, so so it's one of these things. I, you know, my background, um, I, I was in the app dev world for a long time.
0: Wait, wait a minute, Hitesh, I'm just gonna Uh-oh. roll up my sleeves. I yeah? think it's gonna be more about a cultural conversation, not
1: technical. <laughs> so there we go, wait, Hitesh, the sleeves are up. You're in your fancy French cups over there. All right. Talk code. <laughs> so, so, you know, coming from um, the, the app dev community and, and working, you know, I worked with Linux in its infancy, right, when Linux wasn't a thing. Linux was a project by some guy from, you know, <laughs> from Europe, right? Um, I, I, I really grew up in the industry with the methodology that's now moving to the network side of things. And I think one of the biggest um, – Challenges for F5 is breaking out of that, we're a network vendor. What we really are is a bridge between these two disparate worlds of app and network. And we do things for the application, very application specific things, but we do them at network speed. We do them with the reliability that you need from a, an infrastructure device. Um, but what I will say is none of this is uh, unfamiliar to me because I've been using these forms, as you said, for my entire career. Um, I've always, if you go and look um, out in there and you can know the right you know, handles to look for, you'll find posts for me going back to the early 90s on forums that are still archived out there because this is how we did things early in the days of Linux, early in the days of open source. It was all mailing lists and things like that where interaction was happening. That moved to online communities and that's now evolved into these, these tool chains. Um, app developers, I think I'm an app developer, so you know anybody that knows me from F5. Uh, knows that if they t- ask me a problem, I'm going to say, well, I've either got an API or an iRule or a bit of code that I can write to solve that problem. Um, and my methodology is I've got to extend that to the actual app developers that are out there and say, hey, don't go think that the only way to solve your problem is to go and write your own code or write it, you know, write something. That's always a solution. That, that could be a solution. It may not be. Um, but there is uh, probably uh, a device in your environment. A lot of the people we interact with are already F5 customers, but they're people we don't ever talk to. They're just not network people, so we don't really interact with them on a daily basis. But they don't realize that there's a very capable device already in their environment, or maybe something they could spin up quickly that could solve this problem and and make it really easy to interact with and and maintain um, for a production environment. So. I think it's cool, man. I, you know, I, I, stepped away. I became a network guy for a while, but I'm actually getting back to my roots now. We do more development work than, than network work nowadays. Um, it's really all about that part of uh, that part of the industry right now, and that's what I'm excited to be a part of. Yeah, it's it's cool times, and just I, I want to
0: just go back to that point of. Um, You know, it's a new influencer that we're talking to in addition to the people we've always been working to. This isn't some kind of shift we've taken at F5. It's just a new route that we can share solutions to. And, And I think a great example of that is actually the three types of accounts that you'll find if you go and search F5 right now. In fact, there's four, I think, now. Four types of accounts you find on GitHub. If you look up F5, there's the the F5 kind of corporate one where, you know, it's it's things that were written by F5 development, tested by F5 development. But we want to share them out because we want people to be able to fork those examples and extend and do their own thing. Then next we have the F5 Dev Central account. And it's highly likely the things shared on there were written by our five people, but they're not going through the level of testing that our hardware and software might go through. That was developed, you know, that has a support contract wrapped right around it. Then you've got your account and my account. Which is, <laughs> like you said, I think the testing domain of that code is within the laptop I'm currently talking to and that's it, and it might get tested once. But it's some cool ideas, and we like to just share that as we're writing it. I mean, the amount of times I publish a first 0.1 version, and 80% of it, it's fairly questionable. You can see where I'm going, and it might be interesting to someone. Like, And then the fourth type um, is very non-F5, but if you search F5, I'm often amazed. I try and do it like once a month, and I just see customers sharing things like, you know, a new chef configuration that someone's done. Or I actually found someone wrote a chatbot coffee script.
1: Yeah, I saw that. It's
0: Hubot, so that they can ask their chatbot, hey, Hubot, tell me about the status of my pool members. And it comes back and it lists all yeah. what's going on with the applications. Like, we keep finding things like that out there. And it's actually really awesome. And that doesn't happen if you're an organization that keeps everything inside and just publishes you know, the white papers, you need to show and prove your capabilities and get it out there these days to really be taken seriously. So I just wanted to sort of highlight that those multiple levels of accounts that are out there, like it's, you know, there's still things for the traditional mind, but then there's a lot that's coming out on top of that for the people who want to start tinkering with the functionality now while they're waiting for those things to end up, you know, potentially even getting baked in as official supported features.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I'll, I'll tell a story about some of the stuff that's on uh, my repository there, right? So uh, we've got uh, an IAP up there that uh, we use for um, for automation, uh, for service deployment automation. And uh, when we started that... We uh, <laughs> go ahead.
0: IAPs are F5's layer 4 to 7 services templates. So you can deploy a template, which can potentially save you a good week or two of work. They're re-entrants, so, yeah, are life changing, would that be the right word? I, I, try, I,
1: I, you know, I do this all day, every day, so anything I use <laughs> time is, is good
0: so, so, go ahead, this I have. that you're writing at the moment, this service template?
1: Yeah, so so you know that started, um, that I started as a as a as a response to a customer engagement, right? We were in a customer engagement and we were trying to get something working for a customer, and that's where all of that actually started and that thing's evolved. So you're mentioning you know, that tested on your laptop, right? And, and that's where we started with that IAP. It was me over a weekend writing some code to help uh, an engineer um, at an account, right? That, that we, were, we were trying to solve a problem for a customer. And it's funny because if you look back in the commit log of that, you'll see how that's evolved into a full-blown software package. And that's just on my personal GitHub account. But if you look in there, there's a whole test dev framework. In fact, every time I commit to that, Uh, We have, uh, Nathan knows this, but people listening may not know. We have an internal system for uh, where we're able to, uh, basically it's a private cloud for us, so we can go in and uh, create deployments and blueprints and things like that. Well, there's a blueprint right now that's running all the time. I have to go and hit the extend button every two days to keep it running. But, um, But it goes in and actually looks at the GitHub commit log. And it runs the test framework. So when I commit code, we have our own system. It's an F5 internal system. It's not sanctioned really in any way by anyone official. But I use that and it pulls down all the code commits and it tests across four different versions of, of Big IP. It runs the entire test framework and all of that is in GitHub. Now, that all started as a couple hundred lines of Tickle and now has evolved into thousands of lines of code with a test framework and everything. And I like to look at that and say, we started with something simple and this is a full-blown software project now that's now going into the other parts of F5, of F5 right? And when we deliver that, in fact, um, when our folks have looked at that internally, they've seen it and said, wow, this is a full-blown package. This is something that we could take, wrap our support, wrap our our uh, full-blown testing methodology around, and we could deliver this as a solution to customers. So the idea started as a very, tactical thing that we need to solve, but has turned into this huge strategic thing for us. In fact, we talk about that I app all the time internally into customers as an example of how much power there is in what you said, social coding. Most of the functionality in that has come from customers interacting with me directly on GitHub. I've never talked to those customers face-to-face or even on the phone. Uh, I did meet two or three of them at our at Agility, our customer conference. Um, So I actually met some of the folks that I've been interacting with through GitHub issues for the better part of a year. But I never spoke to any of them, never had a meeting with them, but we were interacting every week and saying, hey, we tried this and we need this, or this didn't quite work right, can we change it this way? And now we look at this, and this could be a full-blown product for F5 at this point, right? So I think that's a testament to the power of these things. And, And the best part about it is when we show that functionality, Customers say that is exactly what I want. And I believe it's right because customers were involved in the process. And that's the big part for me. That's,
0: that's great because I your your customer first and customer solution first attitudes not changed in any way. What's different is you're sharing it while you're developing it. And that's actually that, that's been better than any marketing campaign for, hey, look what we can actually solve. Because trying to pair up the right solution to the right problem can often be very difficult when the person stuck between the two hasn't been exposed to enough of each of them. And how are you ever going to match up the right technology? I mean, software is software. It can do anything. But it's which software, which problem should I use and, and where and to what extent should it be developed on that platform versus that platform? So the best way to try and answer those questions is do like what you've done. Throw it out there. So people can see exactly what that does and can they extend it? Can they suggest an idea to you which may, may take a month or two or could just be trivial that you can throw in that afternoon and commit um, and, and then everybody wins and we're all happy. So I think that's actually a really great example of um, the, the whole social coding phenomenon that's, that's growing now. I mean, there's even people now that won't take development jobs if they can't use their tools of choice. Um, yep. that, that's the extension now. and I mean, like four or five years ago, I remember reading about people wouldn't take certain jobs unless they could use the laptop brand of their choice or the cell phone of their choice. But now it's come even right down to tools. People, it's, it's become more cultural of how they want to participate in this social coding era. Um, yep. This Slack like, overflow survey every year just amazes me. Now it's more than half of people writing JavaScript never actually went to school to learn JavaScript. Like, they've learned through social coding platforms. Yep. Uh, they might not have the same fundamentals that you got from your computer science degree. Or, or what is it you got? You're a bachelor of
1: fingerprinting
0: in room closets? What
1: was it? Yes, room closet maintenance and uh, candy eating. Um, and well, i mean, add beer drinking, but I don't know if that's appropriate.
0: That's not appropriate to talk about beer drinking, especially on the first episode of (laughs) But
1: The
0: problem is this is a live broadcast, so I don't know how to take that out of this. So we didn't just talk about beer drinking on the first episode. Well done. (laughs) Where do you think good ideas come from? <laughs> Excellent. That's your inspiration? Yeah. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, that, that was really great to talk to you, and I just wanted to make this first episode more about culture. I mean, I think you and I could probably get right into nerdy stuff. You know, roll those sleeves up all day long. Um, but I, I think one of the often overlooked parts of this. This change to the new influencer within organisations, where the pressure on infrastructure is coming from non-infrastructure teams, um, it, it is cultural, and it's actually enabling people we've always talked to to work with these other teams, versus just leaving them, to, you know, out to dry, lake and having to keep, try and keep up with that pace of the automated deployment. It just it just doesn't work. It doesn't scale. So, so thanks for um, your time. Today. Hopefully, can, can I commit to having you on again sometime in the future? Sure, man. Yeah. Anytime, Excellent. we'll talk about whatever new Apple bit of code or.
1: Oh, we got lots of cool stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah, how you automate your toaster between now and then.
1: I I've been looking for that. Um, I got a I got a IoT electric plug, and so I figured out a bastardized way to do it is is jam it so that it's constantly on, and then control the power to the plug.
0: Oh, so put a fork in your toaster. And- <laughs> this is your thinking. Wow.
1: I prefer a rubber band. Well, that's why I have this. Actually, is I actually tried to duct tape it down.
0: <laughs> so there you go, and that's probably the the appropriate one. If you do take things from GitHub that are not from official accounts, maybe you should test them yourselves first before production. Yeah. But thanks uh, so much, Tesh, and um, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Hope you have a great day. All right, you too, man. Thanks. Cheers. This has been the first episode of Red Talks. You've been listening to Hitesh Patel and Nathan Pearce.
1: Thanks for listening.